Hello, good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast and video series where we talk about digital marketing strategies and tactics to help grow your business. Today, I'm going to talk about the great economic reset, forecasting brand growth strategies for 2021. Yes, we're going to talk about things that you're going to do now and things that you're going to do in 2021 because of what is happening at the global level, as well as in the U.S., as well as at your state level and what's happening in your local economy. So we know that in 1929, during the Great Depression, there were a lot of things that happened. And there are some similarities between 1929 and 2020. One of those things that's uh, just really incredible is if you look at what happened to the stock market in 1929 and compare it with what happened to the stock market and is currently happening uh, with the market in 2020, in 1929, It took 31 days of trading to go from or to see a a maximum or a 30% drop in market trading, a 30% loss in market trading. In 2020, it was only 22 days where we experienced a 30% drop. Now, The other thing that we've noticed that's similar to 1929 and to 2020 is Americans and and really global citizens are having to think about the absolute necessities right now. They're making very difficult choices about what bills they're paying. They're making choices about um, you know, making sure that not only do they have food on their table, but do they have food in their cupboards in case they can't go out because of, you know, the potential risk involved with exposure to COVID-19. Um, so I think that, that those are some similarities. Now, looking forward, I think what's really interesting is to think about there is there is an, an equally opposite effect of, you know, I've, I've seen numbers reported that, you know, you've got a, a you know, 15, 20, 30 percent unemployment rate, depending on, you know, where you are in the United States. Um, you know, I know in here in Florida, uh, you know, over 300,000 unemployment cases, you know, filed this month or excuse me filed for 2020, which exceeds the entire amount of unemployment that was applied for in 2019 over a 12-month time period. So in four months, we've exceeded the number that we had in 2019. Um, The flip side to that is there's going to be a gigantic job market redraft. And For those of you who know, I love fantasy sports. I love football. I love the draft. We have the NFL draft coming up. It's going to be virtual. I I just, it's going to be just, I I can't wait to see how they, that rolls out. Um, You know, because obviously you can't have, you know, 
10,000 people or 50,000 people in Las Vegas all huddled around and watching the draft and watching the amazing talent coming out of college uh, football. But we are going to experience a, a redraft. And what I mean by that is I don't know necessarily that those who are unemployed now that include friends of mine and, and colleagues of mine, um, you know, people that I know, that they're not going to get their old job back necessarily because we know that businesses are going to have to reorganize and, and restructure. Um, and so there may be organizations that have to decide, hey, we're going to, you know, consolidate these positions, um, you know, or we're going to realign job responsibilities. Um, you know, they're going to adjust salaries, you know, so there are going to be um, ramifications of what has happened. One of the things that I've talked about before is businesses are going to start hiring again. And they're going to start hiring at a very quick pace as things start to, to turn around. And when they do, they're going to be putting that information on their website. And when they do that, they're also going to open themselves to a scrutiny level, especially if they took money uh, under the PPP program, which is a, a federally funded uh, payroll protection plan to help businesses during this transitional period, during this crisis, during this economic reset. Um, and so having your job opportunities listed on your website and not having your website ADA compliant so that persons with disabilities have the opportunity to apply for or at least learn about the opportunities that your business offers. If you're not thinking about that, you are opening yourself to liability. So I want to encourage you that as you're looking forward, you're looking down the road, you know you're going to do some different things in 2021. One of those things is going to be you're going to hire some people. You need to make sure that you're thinking about that. Another thing that you want to make sure is that you're hiring the right people. Last year, we did a series, um, a book series. My good friend, uh, Katie Lilly from Lilyfield Accounting Solutions, we did a, um, we did a, a book club. On, on this book called Traction. And if you haven't worked on your team and, and how the people of your business, if you haven't spent real time in developing that, I highly recommend. It's a bestseller. Um, it's an incredible book. I highly recommend it. If you want to go check out, we did a whole, like I think it was like 12 weeks that we went back. If you want to watch the video series where Katie and I talk about that. Go back and listen to it. Go back and watch the videos. It is absolutely, we just totally talk about how, what it meant and what our teams and what we did. Um, I really recommend that you do that. I think you'll find great value in that. Number two is that there are going to be businesses that are going to rack up massive amounts of debt right now because they can't pay their bills. And, you know, one of the things that that's going to do is it's going to cause them to shrink back their advertising budgets. They're not going to be able to afford to, you know, pay 10, 20, $50,000 a month in, you know, advertising fees. They're going to have to look for underpriced attention. 
And it's going to be extremely important that your advertising dollars really return pennies on the dollar in order for you to maintain and continue to garner the attention that you need to grow your business. So you're going to need to look for ways to leverage and and literally pay two, three, four cents per engagement uh, to get your marketing message out there, which means you're going to have to rely heavily on paid media content on social platforms because the X factor on social platforms is that when you connect with your audience in a truly authentic and inspiring way, they will share, they will like, and, and that is the, the, the variable of your success, which really drives down your cost. Um, and so that's going to be something that you're going to absolutely have to think about making sure that you can leverage the most underpriced attention. In other words, you really can't afford to pay $8, $9 a click. You need to pay eight or nine cents per engagement. So that's what's going to be critical that you do. Um, number three is you're going to have to make sure that you bolster online consumer confidence in your brand. I mean, brands that are doing that right now, I think, are, are really setting themselves up for uh, success. For example, I've seen several chef owner, restaurant owners, restaurateurs that are, that are also chefs start videos where they're talking about and cooking their favorite dish. And they're talking about how they got in the restaurant business and they're talking about the inspiration behind the dish. Um, and so they're producing this on a regular, you know, basis. Um, you also have people who are, you know, getting online and they're talking about why they started their business and, you know, talking about their journey and, and how they, you know, why, why they believe in, in the business. Even though they're struggling right now, they're, they're getting online. They're not digging their head in the sand and, you know, just sitting back in a corner and crying. And don't get me wrong. This is an incredibly difficult time. But, but for those brands who are, who are getting out there and producing and documenting their journey, they are creating a, a foundation of improved online consumer confidence for your brand. It's going to be important. I've already been contacted, and I'm, I'm sure other digital agencies have been contacted by businesses like mine to you know, develop content and capabilities of your website to you know, whether it's to sell products and services, and maybe they've never sold products and services before. I mean, I'm literally fielding call after call, email after email about what can we do with our online resources? Well, those are great. And what we're really trying to, to advocate and, and give counsel to our clients is, you know, think about, it's not just about being able to sell, but it's, it's about understanding what, you know, abandoned carts mean or, you know, forms that are, you know, started but not completed and how far did they get. Um, these are all things that that a brand may have never experienced before because they've relied heavily on brick and mortar foot traffic uh, at, to, to fuel their business. So as we're looking at this great economic reset, there are things that businesses who who have thought, well, that would be a really good idea. One day I'll get to it. 
They are absolutely having to make that change today in order to be successful uh, in 2021. Um, I, I think the other thing that is super important for brands is, and this goes back to you know what happened in 1929 and, and where we are today, is you have to become the glue and not the ornament when it comes to the products and services that you offer. What do I mean by that? I mean, you want to be a part of your, your target audience's life in such a way that you literally hold things together for them, right? You are, you are a need, not a want. And I think there are going to be brands in the initial stages, they're going to struggle with that. Um, you know, when you think about it, what's a need versus a want, right? Like, you know, a really fancy luxury high-end car or a trusted, reliable transportation, right? And so it's going to take a little bit longer for those luxury brands, uh, whether it's clothing or, you know, uh, accessories, uh, you know, things like that, gym memberships, right? I mean, all of these things that during this incredible bull market run that we've been in, um, we've taken for granted. And now all of a sudden, the, those things are, are, are being absolutely put aside for the, the essentials, which is the internet, cell phones, email, accountant, legal team, and things of that nature to protect your business. So again, become the glue, not the ornament. Um, I think next, number five, uh, this is kind of a list of seven that I've put together. Uh, number five is to reduce your physical footprint and maximize your digital footprint. I think that we're going to see, you know, a, a really, I, I think we're going to see a shift where, you know, people are going to, I think businesses are going to scale back. I think, I think that we're going to see a, a much larger shift in work from home, remote teams, um, I'm not saying like the whole masses are going to shift, but I guarantee you an accountant is going to go back and go, oh my gosh, we could reduce if we, you know, scale back and get a different space or rent less or, you know, however we can conserve our overhead and maximize cash flow. Look at our productivity over the last, you know, in the, during the third quarter of 2020, you know, we did. X dollars versus our expenses, right? Um, and so when you have that ability to do that and look at that and reduce your physical footprint, I mean, there's already talks about, hey, have your, you know, storefront be sort of that showcase, if you will, but, you know, put, put your inventory, maximize your digital footprint. It needs to be wider, right? It needs to be much more significant, Um and so I think that that, you know, goes back to what we've talked about many times on the show, which is you need to produce content at scale. And I'm not talking about creating content that's produced, you know, all glitz and glam. And, you know, we don't need George Lucas and, you know, 20th Century Fox or, you know, whoever to do this major production. We need to document. We can just get our, you know, iPhone or Android you know, and film with our camera. We got, gosh, these are like 12 megapixel, you know, gigabyte high def recording capabilities. Um, so producing document or creating content at scale uh, and, and producing that is going to be huge. 
Another huge, huge point that, that I want to talk about right now for businesses who have pulled back their advertising dollars, even on digital, one of the things that we're heavily recommending right now is investing in producing content on your website, blog posts, additional static pages, because when that stuff gets indexes, indexed by the search engines, it lasts on the internet forever. The Google ads that you're paying six, seven, eight dollars a click for, as soon as you turn that ad off, you disappear from the search engines. So I think we 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 are we are doing it our own agency for the benefit of our business for 2021, producing more blog posts than we have ever before, and we're recommending to our clients to do the same thing, right? And and again, it's because we want to increase our digital footprint. And we want to increase our organic index content on our website to help improve our organic ranking because everyone's at home and they're searching and they're looking for products and services. They don't know the brand of your company, right? And they're looking for it. So how are you performing? So number six is a heavy, heavy focus on retention. This is this is so important right now, you know, I, I in, a, in a perfect example of retention right now is look at what the insurance companies are doing right now, right? I like to compare what State Farm and Allstate are doing versus Geico, right? Now, at first glance, it seems that State Farm and Allstate are saying, we're going to give you a discount on your premiums right now to help alleviate that problem. And it's good. I'm thankful. And I'm sure those of you who have Allstate and State Farm are glad that your rates are being reduced. I mean, the ripple effect is everyone's staying at home. They're not driving. That means, you know, there are less crashes on the road. There's less, you know, claims that are being paid. They can afford to, um, you know, uh, pass those savings on. I think it's interesting that GEICO has decided we're going to give a 15% credit for all renewals Six months because you know they renew six months at a time. We're going to give you a fifteen percent discount across the entire next renewal period, and I think that's an interesting you know strategy. You know, one is short term alleviate right now. The other is long term, right? Meaning, how can we um, continue to retain you as a client? Well, here's what we're going to do: we're going to make your cost less over the next renewal period. Because when you look at it, what we're going to realize is right now, long-term value means more to a business. It is it is significantly more for you to acquire a brand new customer. The cost of that right now is extremely high. Um, I think I remembered seeing a, a, some numbers from I think it was Harvard Business School that talked about it's five times more expensive to acquire a new customer than it is to retain your existing clients. And then on the flip side, that a 75%, you can experience a 75% increase in profits if you can just increase your retention by 5%. Think about that. If you can, if you can increase retention by 5%, your profits can increase by 75%, right? So the, the retention focus, again, 
so much attention has been put, brands have placed on new client acquisition, right? In, in spending advertising dollars to get new people. And it is, it is in a time when things are tough and budgets are short, retention is the absolute strategy to, to double down on. Um, you know, the tools that you need to think about is a customer relationship management tool. How often are you touching? How often are you reaching out to these people? Um, do you have your own, you know, first party data? And what I mean by that is when people go to your website and they fill out a form, do you have that connected, their, their email address connected in the back end so that you can record like they're looking at this page or they're looking at this page or they're looking at this inventory. I mean, for realtors right now, the people that you've sold homes to right now, it is so critically important that you reach out to them and just say, hey, uh, you know, I, I'm thank you for, you know, allowing me to, to be your realtor over the last 10 years. I know I sold you the house five years ago. Now, again, you don't follow that up with, are you thinking about making a decision? Literally, the purpose of reaching out to them is to check in on them. And that's it. There's no ask. There's nothing else. Right? So, you know, I think that when we look at LTV versus, you know, your CAC, that CAC, your customer acquisition cost, lifetime value, when you look at those two variables, lifetime value is a long-term play, Right? Maybe there's a reason why Geico has been in business for 75 years, right? Are they looking at the long-term play? Are they looking at retention and keeping their people on? Now, again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just think it's interesting how these companies have played out, um, you know, this, this situation. Um, and then the, the last thing is really going to be personalization, I mean, now more than ever, boy, we have really gotten spoiled on our Netflix shows, our Hulu shows, like we're binging our face off, right? Um, you know, we've got our playlist set up now. Our Spotify channels are all geared up. We're getting better at trying to figure out, you know, how Amazon and our smart home speaker devices work because we got more time on our hands. What we're doing as a society is we are investing our time in figuring out how can we personalize. In other words, how can we create a world that evolves around what I like? I like blue shirts. I like nice, comfortable, lightweight. Like, how can I create everything around me so that I that those things are the the you know just maximized on what I like? Like, I don't have time to filter through stuff that I don't like. I just want everything the way I want it, you know, delivered to me in the way I want it. So as brands, if you're thinking about that, you've got to really ask yourself, how can we personalize as many interactions as possible? I go back to, you know, whether you're emailing, you know, your, you know, your, um, your email marketing efforts, like if you've got their first name, why not pull that merge field over? Hello, Michael you know, and then put that content in there, you know, being able to segment your groups and, and your, your target audiences by their interests and being able to communicate them on a more personalized level. That is the absolute variable of success for 2021. I guarantee you 
There are brands that have followed the mass media one size fits all messaging, you know, that that, you know, comes from the television era of the 1960s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even today. Right. The idea is that you must diversify and create personalization as much as you possibly can. Look at what Amazon has done. They totally set the way. You know, you buy a product and they're like other things that other people who bought the same thing that you bought, this is what they bought, right? And so they're creating this personalization for you that lets you really think about and create. Because here's the thing. We know that one-to-one communication is always the most effective. So brands that can figure out how to scale one-to-one communication are going to win fast and, and first, right? And that really starts to happen when you control the data, when you have your own first party data, because you've got the technology, which is out there and it's not expensive. I mean, gosh, you can go out right now and sign up for, you know, active campaign for like nine bucks a month and and get at least get your web form set up. So when people come and fill it out, you know, that information is tracked in the back end and you can see where they're going. When you send out an email, you could say, pick the people that went to this service area and send them this email, right? Like it's A-B testing, super simplified, and it's super affordable, right? You don't have to have some crazy, you know, six-digit, you know, uh, budget to be able to do this. It's very easy. It's very easy with retargeting when you've got a, a pixel placed on your site and you can say, if you go to this site and you go to this site, then you get to see this content. It's not, it's not rocket science. So again, I think that personalization is so important. Another thing that we're, we're being tasked with right now, and we're, you know, we've developed over the last four years, uh, you know, just, and it keeps coming up. So I'm, I'm like, we got to talk about this. You know, more and more organizations are like, hey, you remember forums? Remember chat areas? Remember, you know, online learning? All these things that have been, you know, things that we've been doing for the last, you know, gosh, 10 years, really. And, and ramped up for the last five for sure. But now all of a sudden it's like, we got to have it yesterday. You know, we need to have a forum. We need to have a, a, you know, an area where people can go and talk about these specific areas, these niche, you know, subject matters and topic matters uh, and have these communications because we're being limited by, you know, interacting with one-on-one, with one, with one another. And so, you know, things like BuddyPress and BBPress that sit on top of WordPress that are free that you can absolutely launch. Now you'll have to spend some time watching some YouTube videos on how to set it up and configure it. But again, the open source stuff is out there, right? It's just a matter of you thinking about it now to say, okay, here's why we're going to do it. We know the great economic reset is happening right now. And we know that in the future, we know what's gonna, what, what's gonna be important, right? And so we're gonna start making decisions today to, to set ourselves up in a better position. So let's recap very quickly. Number one, the job market is going to be a huge redraft. If you're putting job applications on your website, make sure your website is ADA compliant. And if your team, if you don't have the team built in the right place, grab yourself a copy of the Traction Traction by Gino Wickman. It's a bestseller. Number two, don't go in debt. Uh, make sure you leverage underpriced attention when it comes to your digital marketing and marketing in general. You need to have your marketing nickels spend like marketing dollars. Number three, you need to build and promote online consumer confidence. Think about abandoned carts and bounce rates and those types of things. You need to learn about those things like 
stop binge watching and watch some freaking YouTube videos and learn about this stuff or tune into the podcast video series where I talk about this stuff every day. Number four, become the glue, not the ornament, right? You want to be a part of the need. You don't want to be the want. How do you retool, remessage, and truly become the thing that your clients need, not that they consider a want? Number five is to reduce your physical footprint, if at all possible, right? Really maximize your digital footprint. Number six, a heavy focus on retention. It is significantly less expensive to retain the people you have, and it's high, it's and it's more profitable, right? I mean, again, the numbers are out there. And then lastly, personalization, being able to scale one-to-one -one communication, being able to provide unique access, VIP experience for your clients and for your customers is the way to win. Guys, I'm I'm super excited about what the future holds. I'm 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 uh, realistically optimistic. Uh, that's just the way I look at things. Meanwhile, I I can appreciate those who are going for going through a difficult time right now, and uh, I am very thankful for the 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 folks who have tuned in today, who will tune in tomorrow, and who will subscribe to the podcast and video series. I give away absolutely every strategy, every tactic that we leverage for our clients to help you guys be successful. Guys, thanks again for tuning in. I am Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates, and I hope you'll tune back in again. Till next time, take care.